Dude, go. It's going. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Okay. Welcome. It's Movie Takes with the Jakes. That was take three of the opening song. And uh, Jake has officially struck out. So I go over everything on like what I want to talk about, except for that. Yeah, because it's, it's supposed to be spontaneous. Well, that, that was. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was painful. Okay, so Jake Bennington here. Jake Ackley here. Movie takes with the Jakes back in action. December 30th, 2019. We got one more day left in this decade. It's the 30th? Yes. No way. It's exactly 10 p.m. Ah. On Monday, December 30th. It's New Year's Adam. New Year's Adam. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. Yeah. Tomorrow's the last day of this lo- decade. Mm. 2020. Kicking it, yeah. I have a child on its way. Mm-hmm. The due date is 2-20-2020, February 20th. Really? How, yeah, how cool is that? That is pretty cool. It's pretty neat. It's not going to happen on that day. It's going to be like the third. No, I've <laughs> already committed that we're going to do everything within our power. To get it there? Little shot glasses, castor oil. She'll just be throwing those back. We'll get her some One, blazing wings two, from B-Dubs. Get her, I don't know, jumping on a trampoline. Yeah. We'll do what it takes. Yeah. That's coming up, man. That baby will be born on that die. It's coming right up. That's a, that's about a month, man. I know. I know it. It's right around the corner. January's on Wednesday. It's really actually funny that we're doing this between Christmas and New Year's. Why is that funny? There's just a lot of... I don't know holidays. How, how did we and make movies this happen? Coming out, and yes, with how busy we're. Yeah. You guys don't see him, but he's sitting here in a full blown suit, and he's flexing with this dope watch, this timepiece. He can yeah. let us know all about the time right now. <laughs> so dope. Ten oh one. But yeah, you haven't even been home from work. No, I it's haven't. Ten oh two right day. now. Yeah. Yeah, ten oh two. You hear that? So change your little thing. Yeah, you're behind. Dude, this is a time X, bro. This watch is this baller watch is Timex, thirty bucks at the Dub Mart. No, wait, really? Yeah, bro. Dang, that's a steal. Okay, hopefully you know by the time y'all hear this, that deal is still around, so you can take advantage. So, (laughs) movie stuff. A lot has happened since the last time we did one of these, which was the Joker, right? Was it that? Yeah. We suck. Yeah. Man. I yeah. think a New Year's resolution for us is to kick this into a more consistent gear. Not even a high gear, just a more consistent <laughs> gear. Yeah, we can't handle a high gear, but <laughs> we should definitely be more consistent. Yeah, the Joker came out ages ago. That was in October. Yeah. We're bad. Okay. Well, um, why don't we start off then, get the dust off a little bit, and why don't you take the lead on movie news? Yeah, there's a uh, um, a new film coming out in July by Christopher Nolan. Mm. He's a very famous man. Who's that? Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, what? Interstellar. What are those movies that okay. Christopher Nolan has done? Oh, okay. So he's like a director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did your favorite movie, <laughs> Interstellar. I'm just kidding. Um, he's got Tenant coming out in July, July 17th. Tenant. Tenant. Yeah. The trailer for that came out a couple days before Star Wars did, and I think, I think it played before some IMAX showings of 
Star Wars. But it looks great. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at. <laughs> looks great. Looks so good. Were you disappointed? What? When you realize that there weren't any previews? Um, for that one in particular, yes. <laughs> I was, I was, so, I'll wait, just okay, tell the wait, story. Yeah, we gotta okay, tell the story. Okay. So, Jake Bennington here invited me to go to a private screening of Star Wars on the 19th. And it was in IMAX. And then there were, they didn't play any trailers before the movie, which is normally okay, but I really wanted to watch the Tenet trailer. Dang it, I didn't know that. Well, it's not like you need to cater to me. Uh, you should have let so me know. So I was like, I thought we were going to get some rinky-dink theater, but then they had rented out the IMAX theater, so I was instantly pumped to watch the movie <laughs> in IMAX, and then I was instantly sad when it was some Hawaii trip that I didn't. <laughs> they showed a five-minute clip of them in Hawaii, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I didn't go. Yeah, dude. Okay. And there was no Tenant trailer. Anyway, I'm sorry. Tenant is the new movie by Christopher Nolan. Comes out in July. Yeah. And uh, Robert Pattinson's in it. Kind of looks like Inception. Yeah. What is? There's it? some weird time travel-y stuff going on in the trailer. I know nothing about it at all. So I'm excited to go watch the trailer yeah. because I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Yeah. And you're right. He directed Interstellar. Among everything he's done is good. Everything he's done is good. So keep that on Except your for horizon. Not a hundred percent of the Dark Knight Rises is good. Okay, but okay, we're not we're not doing this right now. Um, this right now. So keep an eye out for that. Watch the trailer if you haven't seen it. Go try to catch an IMAX showing of Star Wars. You'll not see it in Associated front of that. with Jake. Yeah, not with Bennington. Me. <laughs> or you. Um, what else? So then there's Cats. Cats is one of the... I read that it is one of the top 20 worst openings of any movie ever in the history of movies. With with um, with the reviews, with the reception, or with how much money it made? How much money it made. And I heard, I read that it stands to lose $100 million for Universal. Okay, so how? what was the budget? Ooh, that's a great question. I think it was, I want to say between 80 and 90. You have a laptop here. Why don't we just 80 take or 90? That's 80 it? 80 or 90 million. That's it? Yeah. Then how they, How can they stand to lose 100 million? Well, because then you have to take into consideration marketing. So. No, I refuse. Ugh. All right. So if you think about, so typically what you want to do is whatever the production budget was, you need to double that to take into consideration um, salaries for cast and crew, marketing, trailers, and TV spots, and whatnot. I, wait, wait. I thought that was all included. No, production budget is how much it actually took to make the movie. So that's what you see. So even if a movie makes more than the budget, that doesn't necessarily mean it made money because you have to incorporate marketing, mostly marketing. And and I've read that a good a good ballpark would be to double the production budget. So if a movie costs a hundred million dollars to make, it's pro- it probably needs to make more than two hundred million to break even. A hundred million to make. If it costs a hundred million to make, you need to tack on another hundred million for production and a hundred million. You're kidding. Marketing and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you're telling me then... So, trailers cost a lot. 
to make and get out there. I mean, like anytime you Disney pays to have their trailers put on TV, put in front of other movies, to have posters yeah, made, I just thought that was all made. included in the budget this whole time. No, production a production budget is separate than like the marketing and salaries. That's crazy. Yeah. So then you think about movies like uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Each one of those, the production budget is $250 million. Yeah. So essentially you're saying they need to clear half a billion yeah. to sniff and, a and, profit. And, a lot, and that's, you know, Give domestic and overseas. And that's just roughly. Yeah. That's not always. Right. That's not always. It's automatically double. Okay. But. So oh, so let's talk numbers then. Okay. So sure. with cats, the production budget, I guess I've learned, was ninety five million. million. Okay. And do you know how much it made opening weekend? What that this Wasn't last weekend like was opening weekend, right? Two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. This was it's this. So Friday, Saturday, and yesterday was its second weekend. But you've also got Christmas. Okay. Well, do you know how much it made its second weekend? I, like, I think it's like at seventeen million domestic. Yeah, it made four point eight this past week. Yeah. Wow. So on top, I think it made like seven or eight its first weekend. This is all domestic, though. Dang, but it had okay. Yeah, you're paying people like James Corden, Judy Dench, Jason Derulo, Idris Elba. Jennifer Jason Derulo, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Rebel Wilson. You have I mean, big names in that movie, and that's why it stands to lose a hundred million dollars. That sucks. Yeah, that's. I read that today. I think is that it stands to lose a hundred million. Here's here's a review from Christy Lemire. It's just baffling, and yet it must be seen. It's bad, but you've got to experience it. Which is kind of like we're both on that same page. It yeah. got horrible reviews, and it's going to lose a ton of money. I heard it was whack, yeah. like just whack, but I'm down. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that is just the inherent story. I don't know anything about the Broadway musical. I don't know anything about the changes they did to make the movie. I just, yeah. like I heard like a cat rides a rocket ship to heaven or something. Spoiler, like, whoa. Woo! Yeah, well, I'm down to still go see it. Yeah. Regardless, I'll go see trash sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's entertainment value in awfulness. True. And, I mean, you watch you movies because away. of how bad they are. Uh, Yeah, like that one with James Franco where he plays the guy who, what's that? Yeah. The, the, the Room? No, The Room. The room. Oh, you've watched the actual. Yeah, and yeah. it's really good because it's really <laughs> because bad. It's, because it's really bad. Like, it's it's unintentionally hilarious but it is hilarious and it, so it's, it's fun to laugh at it yeah it's a moving train wreck that you cannot look away from it's so terrible anyways okay so cats yep. so go see it yep go have fun take a date to it yep um okay what else so tenant cats uh we have a couple movies coming out soon yeah january is usually a pretty light month for movies but i think there are some 1917 uh, yes. is getting a wide release. World War One movie that I'm very excited to see. Which, if you look at that trailer, looks really well made. Yeah, yep. World War One. Uh, Doctor Doolittle, that movie with oh. um, Robert Downey Jr. I don't know about that one. Yeah, that could I don't definitely know. Way, not be great. Yeah, um, I don't know about that. yeah, we'll see. Bad Boys Three. 
Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. That's what it's called. That's January 17th. So there's some things coming up. Uh, coming up. The Grudge. The Grudge. There's a Grudge yeah, remake. It's rated R. I loved The Grudge growing up. Loved yeah. it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. An, an R-rated remake? They're not shying away from that? Yeah. Because the original one was 13, PG-13. It's, it's a remake. It's not... Um, it's not just like a continuation. Oh, I think that's it's a, a continuation. Right? I don't. I don't know. I, I should, think it is. I think I, I watched should, a trailer and it's just like the curse is not dead. Oh, Big surprise. Could be. Yeah. The so the original one's like Japanese. Then they remade it with the American, mm-hmm. and then there was some like sequels to that. There's like two and then three. There I think, was. I think there was definitely more than just the Grudge. No. I think so. Yeah. You're not, you're not thinking about the Ring. The Ring as well, yeah. Yeah, there was like Ring 2 and two. 3 or whatever. Yeah, but I think The Grudge as well. Oh, well, news to me. Okay. So, but you're right. I have no idea about this new one, What whether it's a reboot or a sequel. Mm, okay. I probably don't not going to see it. Uh, I'll probably see it. Okay. I'll probably see it. Great. Okay. Well, there's a lot more, but that's that's basically it for movie news. Yeah, that's about it for now. So now we'll move into the uh, classic. We're going to talk about some classic movies. Who should go first here? Hmm, I don't know. I'm ready. Okay. Jake Ackley is ready. Go for it. Okay, I'm going to do a classic that I think everybody knows. And I think everybody loves. Okay, popular one? Popular one. Wait, let me guess. Give me a genre. Oh, if I give you a genre, you'll get it right away. You'll get it. From the genre? Yeah, immediately. (laughs) I think you're overestimating me. No. Okay, do it then. Fantasy. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It could be so many different fantasy. Things. What's the most famous fantasy movie you can think of? Lord of the Rings. There you go. Okay. All right. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna do specific one though. Okay. Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. The first one. The first one. The first of the Trez. Okay. Um, so what I want to say first is the way that you know you have a really good trilogy on your hands is when it's hard to pick which one's the best. So you can have some really good ones and some really bad ones in a trilogy. I think the Lord of the Rings trilogy is probably the best trilogy ever made. Just as far as balanced. Yes. Like it's, yeah. Yes. And it's hard to choose which one is the best. But I've done it. And Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring is my favorite of the three. No. Are yes. you serious? But Yeah. It, it would go Fellowship, Return of the King, Two Towers. Really? In terms of... Okay, yeah. You need to uh, dive into that because, it, it, I mean, obviously I love it, but it'd be my least favorite. Of the is movie. it? Yeah. Um. So Fellowship to me is, I, I love, this might be a weird, really weird word to describe how, I, how it feels. It feels intimate to me. We focus on our nine members of the fellowship pretty much the whole movie. And I really, really enjoy that. Mm. I I kind of want to use some v- terms and nouns from this series, but I'm afraid I'm going to butcher them. <laughs> like the bridge. What's the bridge called where they go across? The Bridge of Casa Doom. I think or you nailed like that. that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. To the Bridge of Casa Doom. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Or the Nazgul, or the um, Belrog. Please edit that out. <laughs> That's my Nazgul, guys. 
Um, I think it's the Belrog. Like, there are probably some huge Lord of the Rings nerds that are going to, like, lay into me um, for how I'm pronouncing these things. But My that's, brother's one of them. That's really, really what it is to me. The The other two go, they split off. We follow multiple stories. I love the Shire. I love um, the Mines of Moria. I, I mean, how Mines you, of Moria is no. so dope. It's really great. Yeah. And I mean, how can you not love? It's really still powerful to me. You shall not pass. I think that's a really great line delivered just so el- excellently by Ian McKellen. I just. Sir, please. Sir, Ian McKellen. Sir, yes. He's been knighted. Put respect on his nine. Yeah. Um, all three of them are great. I'd give all three of them five Jake faces for for days mm-hmm. but I, there's just something about that one I, I I love seeing Frodo and Sam's relationship really start that's really really where it begins and you know I just love that the the camaraderie between the members of the fellowship and I I really get pretty bummed out that they they very very specifically break off at the end and go Mm-hmm. In different directions, and then as the second and third go, there's they break off even yeah, more. Yeah, there's so many different storylines going on concurrently. But ha- yeah. did you read the books? Nope. Yeah, because it's it's definitely uh, you feel that even more in the books because the books obviously are always a lot longer. There's more, more depth detail about everything, and so in the books it feels like they're separated for forever. You know. Yeah. And they actually are like um, I think if you actually get the time technically from when they left the Shire to when they got back, do you when know how much time passed? No. Okay, so it, they make all, it seem like it's like a few months, maybe in the movies. Okay, check this out. Technically, okay. it's something like, and I, I know I'm not getting this right, so bear with me, people, fans out there, easy nerds. Uh, <laughs> it's something like 75 years. <laughs> It is? Yeah. Someone told that to me. I think my brother told that to me one time. Well, I heard that like Frodo's like 33 years old, which he's not in the movies. Clearly he's not like in at the beginning of Fellowship in the books. Uh He's like 33. Well, I mean, and maybe Shire folk don't age. Yeah, like Baby Yoda. Elijah Wood is literally immortal forever. And he, has looks, yet, he looks good still. He's yet to develop one single wrinkle on his no, face. No, man, he looks great. Yeah, he's 14 forever. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, it's funny you bring up that as your favorite because when I went to go see it in theater, I saw it with my, my brother and my dad, and they both had read the books and, like, really into it, and I was really young, and yeah. I had read the books. I had no idea about it. And I thought it was, like, cool because there was, like, fighting and stuff and, like, a cool elves but like I came out of it and they were just raving and this is like back when cuz when it came out it was like not it like gained steam kind of later like yeah. when right when it opened it was kind of quiet you know mm-hmm. and uh so no one was talking about it but they were raving and I was like eh. and they're like oh, I'm so excited for the next one I'm like oh there's more and they're like yeah there's like <laughs> so much more and I was like yeah I, maybe maybe I'll see it like it's just so funny looking back at my stupid self then I had no appreciation for it because it's easily my favorite like series saga, whatever of, of all time. Yeah. But even, even if fellowship, like I, I've heard that a lot. I, I've heard a lot of people really prefer the two towers, like Helm's deep. Ugh. 
is is a really really great battle scene for sure. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of trilogy, it's consistent. It's really really developed. Like I mean, just watching that trilogy compared to the Hobbit in terms of like the 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 love and the passion and the depth that to which they made it work. Like they they just like like built every single weapon. They built every piece of armor. They yeah. like make put so much makeup on so many different people. They did such a good job of making these this trilogy feel very authentic. And that's something that I really like about with Weta Weta Workshop Weta Workshop. Yeah, that's Shout something out. that I like about these genre movies. Like they you they do such a good job of creating this world that you feel like you're in a different world. That's something that I really like about the original Star Wars movies is that they you feel like you're in a different place. Yeah, but but okay, so on that note, um Peter Jackson is yep. definitely like his his break, you know, mm-hmm. and he you know, uh nurtured the project for years before yep. they finally, I mean it was something like he had already been working on it for over seven years before they even started filming the yeah. first one, which yeah. is pretty amazing to show that um, he was that dedicated. But what you're talking about, where they had so many practical effects, or you know the, um, or at least the the set creation and the costumes and um, everything like that, was so amazing. And if you watch all the bonus features like that come with the DVD or whatever, they're fun to watch. They're amazing to watch. Yeah. And I actually was inspired for a very long time um, with my art to be a concept designer, concept artist for movies because I loved the teams of people that they had where Peter would come in and say, hey, we need an elf this or a dragon that or whatever it was, go. And then they would just as teams just sketch and just um, go all day. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. What what a cool job. And then eventually... They'd hone in between them all, like what what looked the best, and then that would make it to the screen. So I'm like, ah, oh, that is. So I was actually like deeply impacted by Lord of the Rings and by the Fellowship because that's when those bonus features were like really hit home. But I was gonna say that's a huge tangent. I was gonna say all that's incredible. Why do you think that they abandoned that so hard in The Hobbit? Oh, I mean, we could talk about that all day, but. Um, I get a little cynical about the Hobbit movies. I think they were just cash grab, really. I mean, I haven't read the book. I haven't read the Hobbit either, but I know for a fact that there's no need to take a 300-page book and and spread it out over three movies. And that's what they did, and... They they leaned too heavily on CGI on so computer yeah images. and I there was there was a guy um, I don't remember his name he works I'm sure he works for Weta Workshop he he was hugely involved in in the practical um, the practical effects part so like weapons and like props and stuff mm-hmm. um, and armor and helmets. And he talked about, I read somewhere, he talked about he had an entire year to build weapons, to build armor, to build helmets, to build props 
for the Lord of the Rings before they even started filming, going back to your point, like they had this pre-production period that was extensive. Mm-hmm. And with the Hobbit, they didn't have that time. And they, you, you take a book that's 300 pages, you spread it out over three movies. You do, you, you spend way too much time on, on computer generated images instead of um, practical effects and practical props. And you, it just, your story's so thin you're, there's no character development. You know, the fight sequences become so bland because of how huge they are. Mm-hmm. And you, I also read Peter Jackson, like, felt like he didn't have time to find inspiration. Mm-hmm. He was just go, 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 14 hour days every single day. You got to get this shot. You got to get that shot. You got to get this edited. You got to get this computer generated image put together. And, and there was just, he didn't have time to find that inspiration hmm. that he, that he found in, in Lord of the Rings. And there are a lot of people who defend the Hobbit trilogy and that's their opinion. It's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Hobbit trilogy is, I, I tried Such really a hard. Disappointment, I tried man. really, really, really hard. I wanted a lot. Yeah. Can't do it. Okay. Well, to bring you back to the fellowship. Yeah. It's just, in it, it's an intimate movie. Um, I love the camaraderie between the fellowship. I love the Shire. I just it, it makes just, sense. It, it's definitely focused just on the characters. Yeah. And then right at the end is where in going into the second and third movie, it's like every everything changes. The, mm-hmm. the whole dynamic of the movie and how the story's being told and um all the different paths winding in and out of each other. Yeah. They all yeah, separate. That makes yeah. sense. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Um, it's not to shoot the other two. Of course, they're all three very amazing. Have aged. Yeah. They're they're. I mean, Fellowship came out in two thousand and one. Yeah, that is. It insane. turns twenty years old soon. Yeah, and that's crazy. They all three still hold up very, very, very well. Yeah, they're all three really great. Definitely. So, your favorite part of Fellowship is what? Um. Probably the minds of Moria to them getting out after Gandalf does something. Yeah, that Spoiler, whole part. potentially. No, come on. Gandalf dies. <laughs> Where does he? Or but does um, it? yeah, no, I that, agree. I would I agree. say went from the time they get to the minds of Moria to the time they get out. So, question then: Do you recommend extended version or no? I'm one of the few people who don't like the extendeds as much. Do you They're feel like already it, 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 so long. So you feel like it dilutes? Yeah. I think those. I just kind of feel like those scenes were cut for a reason. Yeah. And I mean, look, Return of the King's three and a half hours long, and then extended. You're put. You're four hours. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. True. And so, I mean, there's some. There's definitely some good, good parts to them. I, like they. I just don't think it's. You don't lose anything, by watching the original, versions. What? I don't know if we want to talk about this right now. Because uh, we need to keep moving. But did you notice who was in Fellowship? Who's also in Star Wars? Which Star Wars? This the most recent yeah. one. It's a guy, and I was stoked like, for him to find another role because he definitely has been in like not a oh, lot. Oh yeah. Oh Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. I, well, we can talk about this when we talk about yeah, Star we'll, we'll Wars. Do that. Um, yeah. But yes, Dominic Monaghan is in. Is in. He plays. Um, he plays Mary. 
in Lord of the Rings, and then he plays somebody <laughs> in this new Star Wars movie. So unnecessary. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay, I'll do my classic movie. Let's hit it. And I'll have to be quick. Um, okay. Okay, tell me if we've talked about this one before or not, because okay. I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> we got to start writing these down. We need to take all of her crap more seriously. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Godfather. No. Okay. We <laughs> haven't. Good. Because it's a great one to talk about. Okay. So I had heard about The Godfather forever. Everyone talks about it. Um, I mean, you, you hear about it a lot with mm-hmm. like uh, movies that are critically acclaimed. And um, and I've always been a big Marlon Brando fan. I grew up on other movies that he's been in. And so I knew who he was. And it actually took me a really long time to realize that he was the Godfather. That's how good he is. You know? what? What I just... I never had really seen any like clip or anything from yeah. the Godfather. So it finally occurred to me and that got me way more interested than I had previously been. And that was kind of like the tipping point because he's so fantastic. He's such a cool dude. So I took the plunge and Danny and I watched uh, one and two together. And Did then, you? And yeah. And then we were going to watch three, but we never, I still haven't seen three. You don't need to. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I got. Um, I mean, you, if you want to be a completist, then yeah. I, I will. I will see it. But um, okay, so The Godfather is old. When did that movie come out? Nineteen seventy-three. You literally know that off the top of your head? Seriously? Check me. Who the freak are you? No, it was nineteen seventy-two. Was it? Yeah, twenty-fourth of March. Nineteen seventy-two. Yes. Dang it! Day after my birthday, dude. Dang, I'm, yeah. I'm embarrassed. Well. You sure? In no, yeah, it's, it's what it says. Uh, yeah, dude. Okay. March twenty fourth, nineteen seventy two, in the U.S. of A. Okay, it's another long movie. It's a three hour movie. Yeah. Two hours and fifty five minutes. Yeah. It's rated R, but it's got my <laughs> homeboy, Marlon Brando. So I mean, well, let's. We need to say something about this movie first. There, there are two movies that come up in every single conversation about the greatest movie of all time, and The Godfather is one of them. And so it's, it's very consistently considered by a lot of people the best movie ever made. In, uh, okay. In, ever. Okay. What's the other one? Citizen Kane. I still haven't seen that. I haven't either. Really? Yeah. Should we do that sometime? Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. On your theater room. Oh, yeah. That's an update. There's some movie news. (laughs) (laughs) Since the last time we talked about, I put a theater in my basement, and it's actually pretty legit. It's it's very legit. Um, I love it. We watched, to break it in, we had a movie night, and we watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which was like the perfect. It was perfect. Perfect That was the perfect choice for it. I I got goosebumps watching that movie. I've seen it a hundred times, but I got goosebumps watching it like I did the first time. That movie was so good. It was was the perfect movie to test that experience. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyway. Anyway, so, so The Godfather is definitely considered a great movie. Yes. And it's got a lot of young, cool actors. So they're not young no more. Well, yeah, I mean, like in, in the movie, like Marlon Brando wasn't young in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. he was already you know older. But Al Pacino is on the younger very side. Very young. Yeah. yeah. Robert Duvall's very young in it. Robert Duvall is weirdly young. Yeah. Like I feel like he's been how old he is right now for eighty years. Like he was, he was in high school, <laughs> yeah. and then he looks like he does now. 
There was no in between. He graduated high school and then <laughs> became old. Just slackened his whole skin. Yeah, he, yeah. and then James Kahn also. It's looks, Kahn, not Can? I've always said Kahn. Oh, I think it. Oh, okay. Well. Sorry. C-A-A-N. Not a lot of people would, unless you're really into movies, I think, know who he is. But the easiest way to know who he is <laughs> is Everyone. you probably saw him this, like, last week yeah, in yeah. Elf, uh-huh. the Will Ferrell comedy. He is his dad. He's yeah. Buddy the Elf's dad. That yeah. is James Can or Con. Yeah. If you're pretentious, you probably want to say Con. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's super young. In this movie, yeah. and it's really weird. It's weird to see all of them like yeah. that. But essentially, it's about um, a mafia mob family, and it it really. I mean, it goes into like the oh, and De Niro's in. Is he in this one or the second one? He's in the second. The one. second one. He Ooh, plays sorry, a young, sorry guys. Yeah, he's, he's in the second nice. one. I forgot. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's just about them maintaining power and the power struggles between other mob or mafia families. And I mean that's being very simplistic, but I want you just to see it. I don't really want to give too many more details besides that. It's just a mob mafia movie, but it is done so baller. It's so dramatic. It is so sick. Like the performances, like they you really feel like you have been given a fly on the wall view, like into a real mafia family situation like you feel like you need, does that make sense like yeah. almost like you're watching a documentary like you're getting a sneak peek like a secret you know view into how it works just because it all feels so natural everyone's so good in their roles but yeah we'll talk about i mean talk about in engrossing you in this world and like how authentic this world feels well i think so the it's way it's not like a space like otherworldly, but you feel like it's just an authentic. You feel like you're part of the 1930s. Oh yeah. This oh yeah. Mobster family. Yeah, I mean, from the way everyone is dressed to the just the really simple and straightforward sets that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there it's it doesn't need to over embellish like anything, and so it's it's very um just authentic in that way. And I think what helps set the tone for the experience right away is Marlon Brando right in the beginning mm-hmm. at the wedding yeah like that just immediately sucks you in because he's so calm and confident reserved but like what's going on is very intense yeah you know and you're like yeah. whoa like you start to feel this this like mafia power and like his psyche well what's that like, that opening conversation he's having with the, I can't remember that guy's name the opening conversation, this guy's asking him for a specific type of favor. Zootopia shout out. Huh? Have you seen Zootopia? Yeah. The little... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come the day yeah. of my daughter's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and, and like you start to, you start to, they don't give it to you right away what this guy, the favor this guy is asking. Yeah. The godfather. Yeah. And it's then... It's like vague and like... Yeah. yeah, and then you start, oh, I know what he's asking him to do. You need someone, and hit. and the way that Marlon Brando interacts, and yeah, it's yeah, oh, it just good. Yeah, he sets good. the tone for like what it's gonna feel like, like right away. Um, so uh, I would recommend like it is longer movie, but like you'll be enthralled. Yeah, like, it's not it's not a slow movie. Like they they have a lot of plot points that keep progressing that lead like right into the next one, but um. 
Yeah, like it will wrench your heart a little bit. Like you'll be you'll be like really anxious in certain parts. It's violent in certain parts. Super violent. Yeah. Super violent. Uh, but the performances across the board are just fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, can I admit something oh, about please. Godfather? The first time I watched it, I was in my early twenties, trying to like get into the classic movies like you need to watch these movies so the first time i watched it i, I started watching that you fell asleep no 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 hated it. no i didn't hate it i i was watching it i was like dude i cannot understand don corleone <laughs> i can't understand marlon brando so i put the freaking subtitles on <laughs> like a f- noob yeah and i watched it with subtitles because he talked like this, you know, and it's like he kind of slurs his speech. Dude, that was really good. Holy crap, that was really good. I'm gonna. I even got the little. Uh, <laughs> you can't little... see him, but he's he's doing the neck, like what do you call it? Where he like yeah puts his like kind of scratches hand, scratches yeah. his neck or whatever. Dude, that was phenomenal. Don Corleone for you, bro. Don Corleone. What's uh what's like his sidekicks? His like right hand, like the nickname for that position. You know what I'm talking about? Um, the oh, Danny always, Danny always says it. Crap! Like the Don's right hand man. Yeah, the, the, it's like like his station, have, his position know. is his uh, the conciliary. There it is, conciliary. Yeah, the conciliary. I missed that. That's that's what I think. It's Robert Duvall. Is a he's the conciliary. Mm. I may be saying the wrong. Anyways, um, and yeah, there's actually a lot of interesting backstory to who they got to act and and people that they almost had in those roles um so youtube like godfather i don't know you know stories um from set or whatever because they almost had like half these people not be in it and oh i didn't know that yeah like james can con <laughs> we just need to figure that out already he was like not going to be in it until but I can't remember who was supposed to. It was someone you would know, though, mm. because the thing is, it's directed by Francis Coppola, and he was very, very specific with who he wanted, and so he had all the roles, and he had everyone he wanted for it. Yeah, and then like was approaching them specifically instead of like open casting or whatever, and then he changed his mind um, a couple times. Anyways, but The Godfather, huge classic, violent, long. But so dope. You yeah. will come away like the movie ended, and I was like, "Is there another one? I want more of that." That was. Did you so watch cool. them back to back? I think we waited. That's like, a long. No, 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 not one okay. sitting. It was like a day or two okay. between. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah. we loved it. Okay, that's my classic, Fellowship of the Ring and The Godfather. Very different, different movies. movies. The only yeah. thing they have in common is that they're both long. They're both literally about the same exact length. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, man. To the meat and potatoes. To the meats and potatoes. We're going to talk about uh, our, our uh, new review, the new movie that came out recently review. <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie called Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, man. There is so much. Let's, to let's talk get about. this out of the way first. We're going to spoil it. We're going. We discussed before we started recording. We we just don't care. Yeah. If you I, have not seen it, then just don't listen to this because we're gonna rip 
open every part of yeah, this movie. But who hasn't seen it? That's really where I'm like okay to do the spoilers. You've probably seen it at this point. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, you don't care about spoilers. Yeah. So, and the here's the exciting thing. I I don't believe we know each other's opinions. No, we have not talked we, about We've made sure not to talk about it. Yeah. Um so that'll be great. I'm excited to know what you think. Oh, where where do we begin? Um where do we begin? Well, let's maybe let's just say just general opinion yeah, right out, right out yeah. of the gate. Okay, do you, you go. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah, you go. Um I've seen this movie twice. Okay. I didn't really enjoy it the first time. I enjoyed it even less the second time. Yeah. I don't. I this this is a pretty bad movie. Yeah, I can okay. I can definitely see why you would enjoy it less the second time. I This is what I'll say. I I did not like the movie. I thought it was a huge bust. Yep. But if you ignore a lot of stuff and you just sign off to just be like, "You know what?" This is a frivolous nostalgia just punching and I'm just going to go with it and I'm going to ignore like all the plot crap and I'm just going to have fun with it. Like you have to fully commit and sign off for that. Otherwise it is just a crap movie that you're not going to be able to digest. So I, I there are moments where it was like the, the first like quarter of the movie I was like kind of about, I was kind of like into it and then it did rock after that. Oh man. Even the beginning. But, but that's what I'm saying is because because if you watch it again like you did, all those nostalgia punches and all that you already it already had its effect once. Like it's not gonna do it yeah. again. And that was the only moment where they like tried to I keep it I really get that point of view. Like if you if you you disregard a lot, you a can lot. enjoy it. But but my problem with that is there is a lot yeah. to disregard mm-hmm. and to look past and suspend disbelief there is a lot that you have to set aside mm-hmm. in in order to have a good time because i mean this movie's like two maybe almost two and a half hours long and it's pretty much go 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 the whole time there's there's some sort of spaceship dog fight there's some sort of lightsaber fight pretty much the whole time and, and so, I mean, if that's what you go into wanting to see, you're going to get that. I mean, there's so, so much going on. And if you can look past the, the myriad of things that make no sense, then sure. But there are a lot. Well, and that's, I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people were just kind of down for that. Because I've talked to, I feel like I've talked to a lot of people that like liked it. Yeah, I'm like it was fun, man, and I'm like, yeah, like I, I definitely agree. Like I could see that, but there are so many glaring, just blatant issues with the movie that were no way, like, like the whole team behind it, hundred percent aware, they were hundred percent aware. They knew what, what they were doing. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they, and so they, you know, that that's what they signed off on, and when they set out to make the movie, it was like, okay. We blew it with episode eight, blew it in terms of setting up like what's supposed to happen in nine. There's nothing. It's empty. So let's just go a totally different route and disregard eight basically altogether. You don't need eight. It feels like it feels like they're apologizing for eight. 
Oh, for sure. Like, hey, sorry, 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 Get- sorry. No, no, that's no. Disregard that. Let's hit you with every little thing you ever liked about the the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Let's get Lando in there. Let's get Luke's X-wing in there. And there's like boom, boom, boom. Like they they keep like dripping it to you like a morphine yeah. hit you know, yeah. every like twenty minutes when it's like oh this movie sucks actually. Like no, here's Lando. And you're like oh it's okay that's exciting. And then you know so um, something. This is my the the number one reason I dislike this movie is what it solidified this trilogy as, which is a mess. This new trilogy of seven, eight, nine is it was a mess, and it's so apparent that they had no roadmap whatsoever when they started seven. J.J. Abrams came up with some interesting characters. He came up with some interesting mysteries. Ryan Johnson comes in to do eight, and he's like, "Nah, screw all those mysteries. Like who Snoke? It doesn't matter who Snoke is. I'm gonna cut him in half." Yeah, that was who are so raised parents? It doesn't matter. She's no one, and they sold her for drinking money. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams then comes back and is like, "Well, no, her parents are somebody. Her lineage is somebody. Well, I'm going to tell you who Snoke was. No, I'm going to fix Luke's like lightsaber. They fixed it because in eight they rip it in half, mm-hmm. and then so she just fixed it because it's Luke's lightsaber and it has to be okay." Mm-hmm. And I think regardless of your opinion of any of these movies, there is no consistency. And that is makes it pointless. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. You can like eight. I know a lot of people who really like The Last Jedi. But then you watch this movie and it totally it totally retcons on everything that eight did and apologized, it felt like, for a lot of the things that eight did. And it it just, okay, you can like 8, but that doesn't matter because everything you liked about 8, we are apologizing for. There's literally not one reason for you to watch 8 to actually understand 9. You can watch 7 just to understand who the characters are in the movie <laughs> and then watch 9. Like, that should never that should never be the case in a series. Yeah. Ever. Right. Ima- imagine going from Fellowship of the Ring to Return of the King. And yeah. You'd there's be like, a huge, huge hole there. Yeah. And you would feel that going into Return of the King. Yeah. Zero continuity in, in this movie. So let's let's go ahead and start off then with like let's just list them. Like all the bull crap. Palpatine's like, bull crap. Palpatine is the that felt like disrespectful to me as a movie goer. They're like this is the most empty, just last minute thrown together. We're just hail mary, and we want you to not ask any questions about it. Have no issues with it, and it's going to fix all of our plot loops that we've created for ourselves, even though it doesn't. And there it is. Deal with it. And, and I was he, like, "Yeah, screw you guys!" Like, what? He he himself makes it hard to disregard and just have a fun time. It, I, it, how can you di- he's the main villain of the movie how can you disregard him being back and just going with it, yeah. it him being back I just I thought maybe they would do some sort of force ghost type thing because you've known that he was going to be back since the first trailer 
that came out. I mean, his voice is in it. Yeah. But I, I literally was like, there's, he's obviously been dead for who knows how long. And we've never heard even a, like anything about that. So I thought it was like some weird spirit. Like, yeah, I didn't I think it was would do actually him. Yeah. And, like, but it's alive. him. It is him alive. And it, it just, it just does not. And, and it's like, oh, I thought that Kylo Ren wasn't supposed to be wanting to follow any master. That's where he was at the end of eight. Mm-hmm. And now he's just sort of, okay, I'm, I'm going to do what Palpatine tells me to do now. I mean, he's, he, he kind of was like, well, I mean, I don't really follow him. I have my own plans, but, yeah, but he does. He, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, but he does. He, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that came out yeah. of nowhere. So that's the biggest spoiler. Probably of the movie is that hello. Ray is actually Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. It Which, just felt so cheap. It felt so dumb. I was like, what? I mean, it, it got me to be like, okay, that's a twist for sure. <laughs> yeah. But that is the dumbest twist I've ever heard. Well, then that means, well, who was he? Was Palpatine married? Did yeah. he have a girlfriend? There's no, there's no inkling of a hint at all there's in any no of the other movies that he, that he had any kind of love interest at any point. And then, and then he died. Well, what was unclear for me is that they're saying Palpatine was the strongest Sith and blah, blah, blah. And we thought he's been dead and there's been no hint of him for literally movie after movie after movie after movie at this point. So then um, suddenly he's there and they say he is the grandfather of Ray, And you're like, okay, but her parents dropped her. Oh, no. Yeah, he tried to kill her. And they were very vague and like kind of fleeting with the details of like why, like how he found out like through some prophecy or something that she was going to be an issue. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, he wanted to kill her. And you're like, well, why, why though? Why though? Like, why didn't he, like they didn't give anything there. And then like, it would have been, those were all my questions and where they could have, if they're going to do that and drop Palpatine on the situation where they could have at least won some people over with feeding into the the history behind it because that was interesting to me and i was like so did his son hate him like his son those are a falling out his yeah. son wasn't evil too what happened there like why what led his his son to like running away with his daughter you know like all of yeah. those questions i'm like that dang that's matter that's all interesting and at least help me get on board with what you're trying to do but no nothing right no nothing. detail no information um, so that's a huge problem. My, I think my biggest, biggest problem with this movie, we have to, exp- I have to explain a little bit. So the whole point of the movie, they're trying to find Palpatine. They're trying to find where he is. And there are these, they call them Sith wayfinders, right? And so they have to find these wayfinders to get like the coordinates to this planet where Palpatine is. The planet's called Icicle. <laughs> Exegol. <laughs> But it kind of the Sith work. live on icicle. Anyway, so they're they're going to look for these wayfinders, and it turns out when we're introduced, we're reintroduced to Lando that Luke was looking for them. Luke knew that Palpatine was back, and he was looking for this wayfinder to find Palpatine. Yet Luke didn't want to tell anybody. So in seven and eight, I I didn't really think about that to be honest he, until he, this moment. And he's in he's in eight the whole movie he's in eight he's hanging out with Ray training Ray training Ray 
He went into hiding after he screwed over Kylo Ren, but he just didn't want to tell anybody that he was looking for these wayfinders and that he knew Palpatine was back. He he didn't want to say Pretty anything. Pretty important information. He didn't want to say anything to anybody. And that just, it's like, no, now you want to go back and watch The Last Jedi. But then all, all I could think about was, well, why isn't he telling Rey that Palpatine's back? And why isn't he telling Rey about the planet? Being, being a granddaughter? Yeah. Why isn't he telling Rey that there's these wayfinders? Why isn't he telling Leia? Yeah. Why isn't he telling anybody this plan that he, he went and looked for them? He mm-hmm. found that, that sand planet. Mm-hmm. He was looking for them with Lando, but didn't want to share that information with a single person. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. And it's it's just stuff like that. It's just it's such stupid stuff. And there's this entire fleet of star destroyers that have oh Death Star gosh. weapons. Literally, they were yeah, dude. They, each each gun on those star destroyers can destroy an entire planet. And it's like, uh, yeah. Can they leave the Death Star alone? Yeah, that yeah. should have been only one time in the original movies, and then it should have been something different forever. Yep. But we've had like eight Death Stars situations. Yep. And it's so boring and overplayed at this point. Yep. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, Palpatine's like, Rah! and then like out of the ground, literally there's like 8,000 that were just in the ground, I guess. Yeah, and that in has its own slew of problems. And that- they looked so dumb. There was like just endless amounts of them. They're like, okay, so this has just been created. No one's yeah. known about it. And all the people, I mean, just to man those things, you yeah, that's like five the, races of people. You, like, how many people does it take to operate one Death Star? That is an Star amazing, Destroyer? amazingly well kept secret. Was the yeah. fact that there was this that could destroy planet eight thousand things that could destroy planet. So stupid. Yeah, drove me nuts. Yeah, they they had no idea what they were doing with this movie. And why why couldn't they show like even a little bit of like how he survived and what he's been up to like what it looked like like just yeah. nothing. There's not even there's not even a, a consensus on if this is a clone of Palpatine if this is the original Palpatine. Like I've heard people like I think that's a clone. Yeah. Uh, I th- I don't think that's the real Palpatine. Huh. And I'm I don't know. Yeah, it could. Who yeah? Who freaking knows? Um, there are some good things. Wait, let me give you one more bad thing. Okay, hit me with another bad. The Force. Why is the Force suddenly God's power? Like, what is so great about the Force in the originals is that it's it's powerful, but it's more subtle. It's like, let me influence your mind for a moment. Let me, like, lift that thing. You know, let me sense things. And then even 1, 2, and 3, episodes 1, 2, and 3, they're basically at the same level with the Force. There yeah. are moments where it's like a little stronger with what they show, but okay, they're consistent. This one, suddenly, these guys are literally like Goku, Vegeta, like Dragon Ball Z, like she can, just what they're able to do with the Force has been like turned up 80 notches. And yeah. to me, it cheapened the whole thing. Like it lost yeah. all coolness, like all novelty. It wasn't, I, I immediately thought the force was dumb. I was like, "Wow!" Because I don't. Okay, and here here's a spoiler for you. I fell asleep in this movie <laughs> <laughs> when we were watching it. I, I and it was a, yes, it was a conscious decision I made. Okay, because 
<laughs> right when she's like talking to, I think it was Kylo or something. She's like, I'm going to go find Palpatine. And she's like, I know where he is. And like, she then like left to his planet. Yeah. I was like, why do I need to keep watching? I was like, I obviously she's going to go find him. She's going to beat him. And then we're hunky dory and the movie's over. Yeah. And I was like, there's nothing left for me to really care about right now. Uh, and so I was like, I was already really tired and I was like, eh, and I gave in. And then I woke up when Palpatine is shooting like a freaking lightning storm to the heavens. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like outlandish. Like the force was so overblown and dumb that and they're I able to went back to sleep. There. <laughs> you did. I, and then I woke up when Kylo goes when she's dead and he kisses her. And then that whole garbage moment happened. Yeah. Well, they, they're able to pass objects through the force. Mm. I'm in one place and you're in another place and I'm able to pass. Like that was, I hated that. Suddenly you can heal people you like can straight heal, up. Yeah, you That's can never heal happened people. before. You yeah. can bring them back from the dead. Yeah. Which why hasn't that, that would have been very useful well, in it's like, all the other movies. Well, you know, uh, Darth Maul kills Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. And, heal and him. Bring him back. Obi-Wan can't just heal him. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's these force powers are used for plot you make up new things that the force can do to help drive your story along okay what about c-3po was his memory wiped or not so so that's another there's a lot of cheap tricks in this movie like you think you think c-3po i mean so what happens is c-3po has to lose his memory and so he's essentially dead, which was actually a part of the movie that felt like, oh, this ah, is this sucks. There's like, some stakes, yeah, like, exactly. There's stakes. some sadness here, and then R two D two gives him his memory back. No problem. No problem. Even after C three PO says R two D two not very, you can't depend on <laughs> him to, me to give me my memory back because they were like, can doesn't R two D two like keep your memory? And C three PO is like, you can't depend on him to do that. He's not. He's not very consistently it's good body yeah. and then and then r2d2 literally does that which easily. i was confused because it said can't he back up your memory not like does he have it backed up already they said like can't he back up your memory and he's like yeah we can't trust that though yeah so it wasn't he, backed up but but, but it then was he did backed it, up. but it was backed up. i was like and ah. then and then chewbacca dying and then i was like dude he's not dead yeah, obviously so, he's so not dead. It you, would have been way more of a moment. You want, like, you, I know why they killed him to make Ray be like, I'm uncontrollable. Like, I'm really giving into the dark side here. I just killed Chewbacca, and then mm. they rip that moon that moment away, that emotional stake, mm -hmm. and they rip it away. Literally, it was like four minutes later. It's like two scenes later, and yeah. Chewbacca's, and it's like, dude, he's not dead. <laughs> and the way and the way they tell you is like, oh my gosh, he was on another transport. <laughs> it's like they don't even care that they're being dicks, yeah, to the audience, dude. I okay, okay. Last <clears throat> crap thing before we get to good stuff because there's so much crap. But <laughs> Kylo Ren and Rey being into each other the whole time, the vibe I got was like a sibling thing. Like they kind of were like. They related to each other. They had different struggles, but there was some similarities, and they're both in this power struggle thing. And then, like, I just I don't think they ever hinted or played at romance, like ever. 
Yeah, there was more romance between, like, Finn definitely had a thing for her. Yeah, like, Kylo and Rey, it, it wasn't yeah. romantic. It yeah. wasn't. And there then, was and a then bond you, you, there. Boom, you 180 switch it and turn it up like, no, this hasn't been like this just weird friend, sibling-ish bond. It's like, no, we're into each other. And then they kiss and then die. And I was just like, well, yeah, it doesn't oh even, gosh. that doesn't even matter because he dies right away. Yeah, so why did you even need to make yeah. it romantic? And then she goes right back to like Finn basically after and flirts with him like one scene later. Yeah. Yeah. They they um it was like to me it's like don't it you I didn't like that they did both. If you're gonna have him kiss, don't die. If you're gonna have him die, don't kiss. Yeah. I didn't I thought that was lame. Okay, well it was good. Um <clears throat> so that was there, a good rant. That was a solid yeah, rant. Yeah. There's there's a few things. This will be a lot quicker. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are a few things. Um throughout all three movies, the most impressive, best, emotionally resonant part has been Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's awesome. Kylo Ren is the best thing in any of these movies, including this one. And I mean and and if you want more specifically, I've really liked the Kylo Ren Ray dynamic throughout all three, and including this one. There's mm-hmm. some really, really good stuff in their struggle, but to try to pull each other to their side, and mm-hmm. the um, they have a lightsaber fight on the wreckage of the Death Star, which was great. Yeah, I really, was. really liked that that Death or that uh, lightsaber fight. Um, thought that was really great, and then Babu Frick was great do you remember who babu Frick the little was? dude the little dude yeah. who who wipes c-3po's memory to get that stuff out of him yeah he was hilarious yeah droid is ready <laughs> that's how he talked <laughs> and then he makes that little laugh hey he was interesting part? yeah he was interesting yeah and and uh that might be it <laughs> uh the visual effects were pretty mind-blowing yep i i and I, I am like scanning for that the whole time for like one week, but it wasn't like everything looked amazing. It was pretty stunning. Um, I was surprised that they had Leia in it. Um, yeah, they did. They did. They did fine with what they were able to do. Well, do you know what they did? They literally took the scenes from eight. Yeah, they there was deleted scenes. Well, no, some of them are the exact same scene. Are they? Yeah. That's what I read. I don't. Yeah, and I they don't. showed they showed it where they like changed her color of her outfit and put an earring on her. Oh, and she's like the it's like literally the exact same scene reused side by footage. side. Reused footage mm. because she's dead. Yeah, and, and so when when she was on there, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And Dana leaned over. She's like, isn't she? I'm like, yeah, she's dead. And I was like, that's visual effects are amazing, but they're not that good. And then I was like, are they? And then yeah. I was like, no, they're not. They're not. There's no way. This is like B roll or I don't know, but. I don't know how they did this or planned for this, but yeah, they, they did fine with, uh, with what they had. So visually it's awesome. Yeah. That's my point. It, it is really, it's visually really great. When they land on that sand planet and that festival things going on, yeah. all those people look cool. Like they were weird. I liked, I liked all that. Um, I liked their underground cavern part and that worm thing. But then she heals it. And then she healed it, which is an issue, but that, I don't know. Like <laughs> what, why I liked the first, like, Mm, quarter maybe even third of it maybe even half was because i was able to just like block out the bull crap that was going on because i'm such a sucker for the adventure like 
um, formula of like, like national treasure. You know, that's why those Go movies from are here to here. This thing unlocks the code to this thing, then gives a hint in the map to that thing. And so it was like doing that. Yeah. And I was like, just hyped on that because I'm such a sucker for that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so that was happening and then it, and then it just stopped. Yeah, it did. I, I actually did not like that aspect. I'm just a sucker for it. It, it was, it was like, I was like, watch, I was like, dude, calm down. This movie needs to chill. They were with Kylo Ren and he's like beating the crap out of all these dudes on this planet. And then we go to the Millennium Falcon and they're like being chased for some reason. And then we go to Rey and she's being trained by Leia. And then we go back to the Falcon and then like we're post pissed. And yeah, so Leia, and that's the other thing is like, they never really talk about how much everyone else has the force. Like Finn kind of talks about yeah, it. He's, he's like, like force sensitive. He's maybe. force sensitive, whatever that means. It sounds yeah. like a 2019 term. I'm force sensitive. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was insensitive. Um, and then apparently Leia is just like unreal with the force, which has like never been talked about really. And, and then it's hinted that she like, oh, she was trained by Luke. Right. And you're like, yeah. okay. So, oh, okay. So that's just that then. Yeah, All right. right. Um, yeah. And so, and so, yeah. And they never really show her um, Ray. Like she's just like floating with rocks. That's the extent of us seeing like how insane her training was. Yeah. You know? And so I'm like, oh, and then when she banished herself to Luke's Island for like two seconds, why? What was the point there? What what was... She was like wanting, she wanted to do what Luke did and like, I'm too, I'm going to the dark side so I need to get away from everybody so I don't hurt anyone else, but... Yeah, literally for two seconds. Yeah, that was yeah. weak af. Uh, okay. Not, not a great movie. Not, no. not very good. Um, I, and I, I don't even know if you should see it to complete it because the, the, this whole map from force awakens to last Jedi to the rise of Skywalker, just, it doesn't feel like a complete, I need to see how this story ends. You don't, you don't need to see how this story ends. Dude. It, it the it, final third of this movie is exactly the same as Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's the exact same ending. That's true, <laughs> including the, the villain. Yeah, or does he? Yeah, what? Like, and yeah, and and it's Maybe like the way that dead. this the way that this ends is exactly the same. So like at the end of Return of the Jedi, what can you assume happens next? Luke goes on and trains and trains a new generation of Jedi. He keeps he re keeps building and rebuilding the Jedi Order. At this one, it's like Rey's probably gonna do a new generation of Jedi mm. and rebuild the Jedi Order. And then and the Second Order will come. Yeah, and then Palpatine didn't actually get vaporized by his own electricity, <laughs> and now he's like a zombie skeleton. <laughs> In episode 12. He just keeps losing organs and flesh, but, but he still... keeps coming back. Yeah. So. Uh, um, seeing Lando kind of, uh, I was like pumped for like half a second. And then I was like, this is way too ultra convenient. And this is a nostalgia cheap shot. I, I but loved Lando. Really, dude? Yeah. Because his actual performance, he's so old yeah, that I, I was he like. He still got that smooth Lando was uh, so so smooth, and I still think Billy D had it, dude. He's hardly so. in the movie. 
He's hardly he couldn't tarnish anything. He's his hardly face freaking, can't even like move. He's old. How does he? I know that's, that's my point. It, how does though, he? Man, he's how still does he got still? It. How you does he still find have out? It? Like you know, no, when he says no, that at the his end. His lines were dumb. Dude, his lines were say cheesy. hi to Leia for me. <laughs> You're crushing his voice. I was a little worried. Like, dude, are you trying to like? Are you trying to smash Leia? Like, yeah, your boy, a... your boy Han just died. <laughs> That was a weird vibe, like right. Say right hi to Leia for me. Yeah, he put a little twist on there. Like, oh, dude, I still what? think he's got it. No, I, no, dude. <laughs> he like was too Billy old, Dean. and like his face was frozen. He his performance <laughs> was like he just was so tired. Like I feel like they had to film each one I of the scenes nap. in like three parts. Like he said a line, <laughs> he's like, God, and then they cut, and he's like, Water, and then, <laughs> okay, I <laughs> he saved another three words, God. <laughs> Dude, don't trash Billy D. He's dope. He's great. Lando is like one of the coolest characters of all time, but it made me sad to see him in the state that he was in this movie. He's just an old man. Friggin' decrepit, dude. He had like two breaths left. Dude, like Adam Driver, seriously though, he he is killing it right now. And and his this is his movie. He's like the only saving grace. He's the only one that like is worth connecting to emotionally in this movie. I kind of did like him and him and um, Han that scene. That, that scene was it was nice. Although I don't know what was going on with Harrison Ford's hair, <laughs> but overlook his hair. But yeah. like, yeah, it just, was nice. Like, because there was some continuity. Thank you. Like their conversation that they had it was and exactly like, the same. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was like, ah. I actually like and, that. And I, my favorite, I think my favorite exchange in the whole movie is when Kylo Ren says "Dad," and then Han Solo says "I know." Yeah. Like, yeah. like that. That is some of the best. Those are the best lines they wrote in the whole movie. Yeah. Like there, you you don't need anything more. You know exactly what they're saying. I love you, Dad. And he's like, I know. And that's the most Han Solo thing to say. Right. And it was great. You know, like he he wanted to say I love you, and his dad knew, and yeah. it was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. <sighs> okay, well, I think I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I um, just don't, I mean, you probably already saw it. We we probably wow! Did. If you haven't seen it and you listen to everything we just said, I'm sorry because yeah. we just we just crapped on it. There's, pretty much. It, there's really not there's not much here. Um, there's really not much here. It's sad. It's they sad. rushed through everything. They they nostalgied you in the face. They they didn't care about what happened in previous movies. They made no effort to make things consistent and have good continuity. But if you're down to literally put logic blinders up and plot blinders up for the whole movie for the entire movie and just have fun with how outlandish and the ride is, things look. And how great it looks, then you'll enjoy it yeah. for sure. All right. Are there going to be? Aren't there more Star Wars in the pipeline? Yeah, I don't know about like episodes ten, eleven, or twelve type movies, but they uh, they've got something cooking. They're taking a few years off because they need to regroup. They are really. They're yeah, taking, like, I think the next one comes out in twenty twenty two. Really, I think. And it's not. It's like a totally different. Yeah, like a Rogue One or Solo, like a. Well. Yeah. There is hope for the Star Wars universe because the Mandalorian is good. Is is yeah, it's, it's great. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally down for it. I'm excited for season two. Yeah. All right. Okay, man. That's all we got. Sounds good. Movie takes with the Jakes. We out. Bye.